Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wide Open Podcast. My name's Jeffrey. I'm joined by the one and only Dan. How's it going, Dan? What up? I'm doing great. It's good. It's a good night. Saturday night here. It is a Saturday night. It won't be Saturday night when people listen. It will not be. It could be. It'll just be a different Saturday night. Yeah, it depend- it's, it's all up to you. Once I talk <laughs> into the microphone, it's all on you it's, on how long you want to we'll take. Just stream it live right up to the we're up to Apple. <laughs> We're doing it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> Dial right it. We'll do it live. Uh, Freaking thing sucks. <laughs> Bill Riley. It's so Bill good. Bill So good. But this is episode 12. And yes. uh, what are we talking about? When you get to 20? When you get to 20, you're good. That yes. means you've made it. I like it. The chances of failing as a content creator after 20 diminishes greatly. So Perfect. You're sixty percent of the way there. Perfect. It's like a business. Like every like most small businesses fail yeah. like the first like two years. Yeah. If you can make it past like that two year point, yeah. your chances of success are better. When we get to nineteen, I'm just gonna stop showing up and stop <laughs> uploading. <laughs> like, damn it. I've got I've got four episodes ready. Right? You bring up a good point. And I don't even think about this. What what is success for wide open podcasts? Is there any like I don't know if we've like I don't know if we'll have like a goal with it no, as far no. as like you know we want to do this and then like we we, no, list, no. we we kind of look at the viewer numbers every once in a while but it doesn't like if it's, I don't. if it's zero we still if you can like, help one person start a business yeah exactly success. yeah and so it's yeah it's it's a good point you know yeah. the the success of this podcast is not beholden to a particular number or whatever. Um, like you said, if one person listens to it and is like, and takes some good nuggets from it and uses those nuggets to start their own business and avoid some heartache or hardships that I encountered with SFE, mm-hmm. just success. Perfect. So let's get to 21 episodes and quit just to skew the numbers. I love it. Easy peasy. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. Uh, Got nine episodes to go. Good deal. This is it. All right. Well, I guess we should go ahead and do drink no. review. No. Would, That's what? too early. We can't. Too early. Okay. All right. Let's talk sports. Oh, yes. Yes. We Let's need to talk, talk sports. Oh, okay, wait. But no. We didn't talk about I don't know if I, this was available last time. I, I'm going to. I'm going to toot my own horn here. take it take I it i released an album last since last time i think we did talk about it did we talk about it i Dang think it. we briefly said something about it i don't think we did shoot it doesn't matter i talk stupid. about it again i'm not gonna talk about it now and i feel self-conscious i think you kind of said the same thing last time like, oh, well, it's nothing da, 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 da. It it's a shitty album <laughs> um but yeah toot your own horn with it you didn't toot your horn last time i don't think i mentioned it last time so i'm gonna go you didn't mention it last it. time do it I don't know if he did. I yeah, well, you can listen to any major streaming platform mm. under the artist name Sky Vault. Two words, Sky Vault. Album's called Hollow Years. Seven tracks of music, five instrumentals. Took me a year and a half to finish it. There's some roadblocks along the way. Mm-hmm. Worked, had to go through three different male singers, a couple different female singers, until I finally found uh, something that worked for me. What was the... Uh Genesis or catalyst for wanting to do that. Hmm. You've obviously been doing 
like messing around with like creating music and you know like the stuff you do yeah. with like the podcast like just you've kind of created that as like a hobby kind of on the side that you it were was. doing I, yeah. but then you got kind of serious you're like hey i'm gonna yeah. do this album yeah and so where did like where did it go from like a well, hobby guess, just kind of doing to yeah. i'm gonna actually create an album i guess to talk real for a minute mm-hmm. yeah we're getting right into it here i guess we haven't maybe we should have done the drink that's first. what i'm <laughs> hey, <it's- laughs> I, well uh, yeah, a lot, honestly, a lot of it came out of like <clears throat> depression mm. and walking through that a couple of years ago. And music was the only thing that really helped at the time. Yeah, it, it, it was an outlet that seemed to help. Sure. And so I started this. I started getting pretty serious about writing music, and so the, yeah, the album's pretty dark, pretty, pretty uh, sad, I guess. Is that regretful? You said there's only there's only two vocal tracks. No, seven. Seven vocal tracks. Five instrumentals. So there's twelve tracks. Oh, okay. So there's gotcha, only just gotcha. seven. It's a gapless album, so all the songs run together because I, I love that kind of stuff. Oh, but interesting. After seeing okay. how long it took, so much extra time to do it that way, I would never do it again. You gotcha. gotta get everything lined up and volume set and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And, I, and I still screwed it up, so I'll, I've learned a lot. I'm, I haven't listened to it all the way. Through. I've listened to like a song here or something, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I haven't. So you're saying like it, it would work better to listen to it from like yeah, one to twelve. Yeah, there's no stop. There's not like oh, that's the end of the track. They, it all just it's all one big song. Wow, it's like a concept album. That's pretty sick. But I love when artists do that. I was inspired by so the the in, the album that had the biggest impact on me as a young man was um, Metropolis Two: Scenes from a Memory by Dream Theater. That's actually don't don't tell anybody this. That's where I stole the name of the album from. They have a song called Hollow Years that actually okay. came out before that album. Okay, and I loved it, and I've always thought about that in the back of my mind. And it, it was appropriate. It was appropriate at the time, the Hollow Years concept. So it's. Totally stolen from Dream Theater. I'm sure they're going to sue me when my album sums. goes millions of streams. I'm up to like 13 right now. Perfect. So I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do, do the lyrics go along with kind of what you were going through? For most of the that songs. Time? Every okay. once in a while I had to take a break and just write a song for the fun of it. Gotcha. But those are kind of at the end of the album. The gotcha. beginning of the album. It, it tells a story. It's a journey. Sure. And even the instrumentals, all, yeah. although they don't have vocals to them yeah is it do you did you do that to kind of leave it up to the listener to kind of like input their own vocals to like, like well, make their own they kind of set up their head? they carry the tune from the previous song or set up the next song okay so it, it kind of sets the mood it, it's very uh it's cinematic rock so lots of strings a lots of like big drums and then your typical not i wouldn't say metal but heavy rock hard rock gotcha so that's pretty sick. It's done. It's a bucket list thing. Yeah. You know, I, I like it because it's like, it's one of those things that outlives you. It's out there now. And if, if I yeah. die tomorrow, it's going to be there forever. Yeah. Like it's not dependent on yeah. my life anymore. It's out there. And it's its own thing. So I like that. That's awesome. It's man. like a legacy, I guess. For sure. And it's, it's not the greatest album ever, but it's like, it's my best effort and it's there forever. Exactly. Yeah. And well, and not to bring it back to SFE, but to bring it back to SFE, you know, it's your best effort. You settled for excellence in it. Like you listen to that album and you're like, I gave that album 110%. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. your 110% may be different than freaking, uh, I don't know, DJ hipster. I don't know, whatever, you know, like that's a professional DJ or producer. You know what I mean? I like, like, you, you know, know yeah. what I mean? like uh-huh. they're like, it's, you're both settling for excellence. Like yeah. it's you against yourself. When you listen to that album, you're like, man, like yeah. I, I, I could not have beat myself in that. Like right. That's how how well I did. Do you know what else I gave 110? percent 
Tonight's drink. Ooh, <laughs> yes. I was wondering how you were going to get back to it. Was, and I was thinking, I was like, okay, either Dan's going to take the lead on it or I'm going to. And I was trying to think, I mean, how are we going to loop this back in? I couldn't uh, figure yeah, it out. No, you yeah, did it. Okay, so Jeffrey's already drank because we're basically alcoholics. Thank you. And we drank before the show. Thank you. For many hours tonight. No, I mean, we, we, we've taken it easy, but we've been here for a while. Well, it was like, take a sip. Put the three-year-old down to bed. Take another sip. (laughs) Put the three-year-old down to bed again. Go to take a sip. Put the three-year-old down. It was was ten times. Last kiss again. It was rough. Yeah. I don't miss that stage. My kids are grown up kind of very easy. So go to bed. They mostly just go to bed. Yeah, so we're starting this podcast kind of late because normally like uh the – the green light for us to start is once Gatlin goes down to bed because yeah. then it's quiet in the house and, and we can do it. But it's all right. I like the energy. Yeah. So sure. this was the drink that I was alluding to last time. This mm-hmm. is my, this is my secret weapon. It's what I've been saving for. And we both have drank it and we're going to go back. I suggested we both go back to we pick a number at the same time. Cause I love it. Oh man. I'm so pumped. So take another sip. Explain what it is. Oh, yeah. Shoot. I didn't. So this is a Texas mule. You can make it a bunch of different ways. It's it's a Moscow mule, which is your lime, vodka, ginger beer. But you add a schnapps of your choice, which I chose peach. And you add a hot sauce of your choice, which I did uh, Valentine something. I don't know. And you chose that hot sauce because... I've, I've experimented with the hot sauces a little bit. Because the hot sauce is the tricky part because it wants to bubble up and float to the top. Mm-hmm. They don't mix well. This one is a little bit denser. It's a... It's um, I can't think of the word. It's not It's not your typical hot sauce. Like, it's got... It's a picante sauce. Which just means hot sauce in Spanish. <laughs> 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 I didn't know how to respond. <laughs> so, big difference. Big. Now, difference. have you used like Louisiana hot sauce, like Louisiana brand or no, Crystal or that. Tabasco? Because I tried Tabasco. It's too light. It's it's oh, gotta, so it's, it's too gotta, light. It's got to have some dense. This one has some density to it. Okay. I was going to say, because those, like those Louisiana style hot sauces are very like vinegary and yeah. thin. Yeah. And so I that know, doesn't it, work. It here. doesn't work. Okay. So that's the hard part. Is that, So you do a dry shake without the ginger beer. I put, I put the lime, the vodka, <coughs> the peach schnapps, the hot sauce into a shaker, shake it for like 30 seconds, then pour it over the ice, you know, that you would normally do in a Moscow mule, then pour it in the ginger beer. That helps. Because you don't want to shake with the ginger beer. You lose mm-hmm. all your carbonation. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to put the hot sauce over ice because it immediately coagulates or whatever. I'm sure I'm just making up words again. No, that's a good one. It, it sounds good, but yep. I'm sure it's the wrong term. So here we go. I've got a number in my head. We're going to take another sip uh, just to remind ourselves of how delicious this drink. We've even got the kettle mugs. Yep. They're nice. The copper hammered, mugs. The hammered copper. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why I said kettle mug. I'm making that stuff. Hey, roll with it. Picante <laughs> sauce. <laughs> All right. I know what Jeffrey's going to say. Ooh. I've got it. So we're going to go one, two, three number. Okay. So it's like one, two, three. Duh, duh, duh. All right. All right. 
Get your number. I already know what it is. Ooh, you do? Yep. But okay, and honestly, he really doesn't. No, but he I don't. thinks he does. I, yeah, All right. I'm calling it. Three, two, one, eight, seven, six. Oh, oh man! <laughs> you never was... go for odd numbers. No, or maybe you'd always go for odds. I forget I, which one I, it is. I don't think it matters. Like, I think I've been both. Because <sighs> last last episode was seven two. Yeah. And this was a. Or was it seven three? I don't know. We don't know. We, we, we say every episode. That's still too low. Do what? It's really a nine. Everybody knows it. Just so everybody knows out there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeffrey is just weird. No, it is very good. I like it because I like mules, but a lot of times like a mule can be too sweet. I yeah. feel like the hot sauce, it, it knocks out some, yeah. some of the sweetness. At first you're like, whoa, but then it. And, and like I was telling you earlier, the hot sauce hits you, and like you're waiting for it to really hit you, and then it doesn't. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's, it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, it blends in. So. I love it. It is good. Texas Mule. That's awesome. Good job. And we got the, the copper mugs are producing condensation. They look good. <sighs> All right. One more note of BS before we get into actual Absolutely. wide open podcasts. Uh, thanks, need, thanks for calling my album BS, by the way. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I BS, know it's not SFE, it's B, not business. BS meaning best soundtrack. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Good recovery. Yeah, thank you. Um, no, I need to, I, I'm going to, that's, that's going to be my to do this week is to listen to your album all the way through because I've listened to a song here, like I said, a song here, a song there. But I did, I, that's the first time I had heard that it was uh, continuous. Yeah. Which makes sense because some of the songs I listened to is like they're I felt like they were already kind of like going. Uh, okay, you know yeah. what I mean. Yep, definitely. Um, so that okay, that makes complete sense. All right, I'm gonna do that this week. Um, one last little thing. Well, this is a the time of the year that is a sports fan's dream. Mm-hmm. You've got every major sport. I believe going on right now. Baseball playoffs. Baseball playoffs. NBA's going. NFL's going. Hockey's going. Soccer's going. NASCAR's going. Uh, I mean, I'm sure WNBA's doing something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taking a knee or something. I don't know. Trying to get out of Russia. Who knows? Um, yeah. So. Um, with that being said, the World Series and all that other stuff is cool, but the best thing going on right now is the Grizzlies have officially started their season, and they're playing right now. Let's see. Six minutes and 55 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter against the Jazz. The Grizzlies are up. 103 to 101. So we will be sure to keep everyone abreast <laughs> on how that game turns out throughout this podcast. That sound good? It's completely useless, but I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm pumped. Can't wait for them to come. They come to Indy in. Oh. December? January or February. Yeah, it's a it's little usually, later. Because the East and West don't mix usually yeah. until later. And it's only, it's like one, one game here, one game there. Um, but I'm pretty pumped. They they look good. We need Jaron Jackson back healthy. 
Um, I think we've got Danny Green on our team, and Danny Green still produces, but he's injured. So he hasn't played yet for the Grizzlies. I'm anxious to see him back. Um, we got a few new rookies on our team. Uh, Kennedy, Chandler, Kenneth Lofton Jr. Uh, forgot his first name. His last name's Roddy, Rody, whatever you want to call it. And then Jake LaRavia, who went to Wake Forest by way of Indiana State, by way of Lawrence, is that North? Mm-hmm. Lawrence North. Mm. He went to high school in Lawrence North. Played, played for the Sycamores. Played for the Sycamores and then transferred to Wake Forest. And he had his um, – he's getting the most minutes out of any rookie that they drafted. Mm. I think they drafted him 19th overall. Mm-hmm. Um, dude's got talent. Um, he, got, he had like 13 points and nine rebounds uh, two nights ago versus the Nets. Um Dude's getting some – he had like 31 minutes as a rookie. Wow. Pretty sick. I was in Terre Haute a couple weekends ago. I mm-hmm. got my picture taken with the Larry Bird statue. <laughs> Don't laugh. Larry Legend. <laughs> but why in Terre Haute? Did he go to Indiana State? Oh, my God. What the – I Hold on. I can't even do this podcast. <laughs> Where no. did Larry Bird go? I don't know where he went to college off the top of my head. I do know he was born in French Lick. <sighs> so if you would have said I was in French Lick – Last weekend, and I got my picture taken with Larry Bird statue. I'm like, oh, yeah, makes complete sense. This is embarrassing. I I think I might just cut this out of the podcast. (laughs) Did Larry Bird go to Indiana State? Wow. And you watched the NBA. And I'm going to take this as a yes. He did go to (laughs) Indiana State. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes. Okay. Played against Magic Johnson, Michigan State, championship, lost. Dick. (laughs) <laughs> I just can't believe it. I, I'm sorry. I think I didn't know that. No, I don't know. You did? Who, Obviously. Didn't who did know. he play for? The Wizards or something? <laughs> <laughs> the Boston the Boston Wizards. The Boston he played for Yeah. He played for the Grizzlies. Oh really? That makes sense. Him and Mike Miller and Jason mm-hmm. Williams. And Shane Battier. Wow. They were a freaking <laughs> dominant team. So, um, we'll keep y'all updated on the sports. All right, we're already like 20 minutes in this podcast or close to it. Yeah, and we've just been jacking around. So, um, I can hear this little interface getting a little uh, feedback in it, which is what happened last time the battery was going out. So, we're going to change that battery, and we will come in with the intro. So, Next time you guys hear us talking on this episode, we'll be with a fresh battery. So let's get into it. Let's get this battery changed. Episode 12 of Wide Open Podcast. Here we go. So we're done with our 20 minutes of BS for this episode. Um, BS being best soundtrack. Um, So we're going to dive into some updates with SFE and some potential future developments with SFE. So, um, yeah, I think last time we spoke, kind of talked about how um, gained some Culver's accounts 
And yeah, those have been going well. I've actually reached out to several more Culver's around the Indy area uh, over the past week or two, just handing out flyers and my information, just, you know, really just trying to be a, a salesperson as well to hopefully gain more accounts. There's been a lot of interest with it for from all the uh, visits that I've done. Um, so we'll just see how that pans out. I'll probably give it a couple of weeks, and if I don't hear anything, probably do a second touch. You know, not sure of the exact sales person rules and, and when you're supposed to re-touch uh, base with a with a certain prospective account, but we'll see how that goes. So Culver's are going well. Um, Chick-fil-A's are going well. Nothing too new on kind of the Chick-fil-A developmental front. I need to do, I need to do the same thing with Chick-fil-A's that I've been doing with Culver's in trying to drum up more business. Um but like, like I kind of said in the last episode, I'm really just trying to take my time and make sure I've got the systems in place to handle growth. And I think I do. Um, I just kind of got to get over the hump of or gain that confidence that I do to grow more. Um, so that kind of leads me into kind of what I've been thinking about for the past few days and, um, and and this happens a lot of times, I, I feel like, with um, small business owners, large business owners, you know, business owners in general, and life as well. But we we start to think about the, the next big thing or something that we may want to do or a goal that we may have. And we oftentimes give ourselves hesitations or reasons not to do it. Um to give like a real world example, uh, this week I started a three month um, journey of not drinking beer. Uh, it was originally originally I was like I'm not gonna drink alcohol for three months, and I was like, you know, be realistic. Um, which comes back to business as well. Like, like set realistic goals for yourself so you're not setting yourself up for failure, right? <laughs> Um, and I knew like we do podcasts and things like that. So I'm going to have a drink at the podcast or whatever it may be. But, um, I did this about a year or two years ago. I took a three month break from beer, had no other goals besides, Hey, I'm not going to drink a beer for three months just to not do it. Um, and I did it easy peasy. You know, so like, <laughs> I was like, whew, I'm not a raging alcoholic. Uh, so past that uh, check mark, I guess. So I, d- I decided to do it again this year. So I'm going until January 17th. And why such an arbitrary date? Um, that's when I'll be going on a golf trip to Palm Springs, California. And once again, be honest with yourself. There's going to be a lot of alcohol consumed <laughs> and a lot of beer consumed on that golf trip. So that that was, that was right around the three-month mark. Um, but one new thing that I'm doing with it this time around is um, I'm working out and exercising um, every day except for the weekends. So maybe we need to do all of our podcasts on the weekends <laughs> from, from here until January. Um, so, I mean, Lord, I have not, like, exercised, like, intentionally – and I could not tell you how long. 
And But I just said, hey, I'm going to do it. And I start out with a very simple exercise, a um, little bit of running at the start, and then just a lot of body weight stuff, push-ups, pull-ups, body squats. Um, I've got a 35-pound kettlebell, so I do different curls and arm exercises with that. So it's something I can, I, I can do it all at the house. Um, I'm not a gym person, not about gym memberships. I just just not my scene. Uh, and if I'm, I'm also the person where I've, I've, whatever goal I have, I have to make it as easy as, not that the goal itself is easy, but I have to set myself up to where um, the steps I need to make are as easy as possible to take, um, which I think is really just me trying to set myself up for success. So um, the workout I do takes no more than 20 to 30 minutes. And once again, I've worked out before um, with people, Landon, I'm talking about you, and it turns into an hour and a half, two-hour thing, and my body is completely destroyed because I try to keep up with someone who uh, works out for a living, and I'm like, why in the world am I doing this? Um, so I I dumbed it down to the Jeffrey level of exercise. So all that to be all that to say that I've stuck, I've, I have stuck with it so far. I'm a weekend and I've exercised every day um, and you know, ready to rip. It's funny when you were on your way over or when you were talking about what time you were coming over tonight, mm-hmm. I, you, you said, I'll be there around 830. I was like, oh, perfect. Because normally I work out around eight at night and I'm done by 830. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'll be perfect. Like, I'll, I'll just be getting done, be nice and sweaty for you. <laughs> and I was sitting on the couch. And I was about to get ready to put on my exercise clothes. And I was like, shoot, today's Saturday. Like today's my off day. <laughs> and I really wanted to go out and run just to do something, but I'm like, you know, I need to give my body, you know, a break, um, which, you know, is important when it comes to exercise. So I don't have a weight loss goal for this. Um, my goal is to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll let the results fall as they may. I may lose 20 pounds. I may lose no pounds. I may gain weight. Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm. My goal is to not drink beer for three months and to work out every day except for Saturday and Sunday. You'll probably lose weight. So <laughs> that's my goal. Um, and I have noticed that th- even in this first week, like my, you know, I'm, I'm home during the day most of the time because I work at night. So when I'm home during the day, the fridge and the pantry are just like wide open spaces for me. <laughs> and... I have noticed that my cravings for food, like during the day, have dramatically, even like within this within this first week, have dramatically like declined. Um, like even when I'm hungry, I'm not like, oh, I need to go eat something. I, I don't know if that's has something to do with this. I'm sure there's some correlation somewhere. Probably, but normally I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really hungry, but I can eat something. Let's go eat something, and I go eat something. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's been a positive. Um, I'm not really worried about the number on the scale or anything like that. So uh, we'll see. January 17th, we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Um, but how that loops in with SFE and think business life in general is oftentimes it seems like 
people getting into a new business or starting a small business, they set this goal of, I want to make X amount of money. Mm-hmm. And they get into it and they for, and I've, I've spoken about this in different ways on previous episodes, but you get into it and you don't think about the taxes you have to pay and all these other expenses that you did not take into account. And so you're in this business that you've created and gotten into and you're not making the money that you told yourself you wanted to make. And so then it starts this whole cycle of regret or failure or whatever it may be. Um, so I, I think a lot of times I mean, if you got into the business and said, hey, I'm going to do what I do and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and we'll let the results fall as they may. Now, obviously, you have to have like a financial you know, safety net to be able to do that where your first concern is not making money right out of the gate. Um, similar to your 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 album, mm-hmm. you said, "Hey, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability, and if it has a million listeners, it has a million listeners. If it's got 13, it's got 13. But this is the best. Like I I I did the best that I could on it. So these are really are just like kind of like life skills. I think life hacks, yeah. life tips. But it just really I've noticed so much in the business world. It's like Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Like just because it's a business in quotation marks doesn't mean you have to necessarily think about it in a totally different realm of, than what you think about life in. Like, hey, if this is probably uh, the wrong decision to make in life, it's probably also the wrong decision to make in business or, you know, mm-hmm. for your business as well. So, um, yeah, it's been kind of going through – through that and and um, thinking of ways to loop in, you know, the exercise and the business, and I don't know. There's there's probably some philosophical or mental benefits to exercising. Um, I feel like the leader of a business, the leader of a family, the leader of any organization probably needs to be in decent physical shape. Um, feel like it probably helps you perform a little better. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, you know, there's, I mean, practically speaking, you know, there's times where, um, man, I've needed to go in on a night for SFE to just check on my employees, see how they're doing, check in on them. And been laying on the couch, I'm just tired, you know, or just blah, just I'm a mm-hmm. potato. I'm just going to stay on the couch and I don't go in. It's like, man, like, I bet if I was probably in a little better physical shape, exercising, I'd probably have a little more energy and a little more, um, like want to mm-hmm. to to get up and and just go do those, those little things that can have a a major impact on, on the things that may seem small but can have a major impact on on the business. Yeah, I think you get a little bit more respect. Yes. Two on top of that, I mean nobody. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's not the only thing that matters. But you see somebody come walking in that weighs 320 pounds and looks like they're going to roll away. You're just like, okay, this guy's not serious about anything in life. You right. Know? Not that you weighed 320 pounds. But it's just... 226 is where I, is where I started. <laughs> it helps. to thanks, be. Thanks for the fat joke, man. Appreciate it. Oh, it was not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was payback for my BS comment. <laughs> But yeah, it's, and I was just thinking as you were talking earlier about like um, 
the transition in life to doing things because they're satisfying to you and not because of the whatever, you know, like I said, with the listener, with the money, like just do it because you're satisfied in the job that you've done and that you want to, you, you take enough pride in what you're doing to just go do it and learning, learning really to be satisfied in that. Cause it's not natural. Like you're always comparing yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't help it. And you yeah. still do it. You'll never get perfect. Sure. Out. But yeah, internalizing that and doing things because yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm going to do the best I can at it and then just go do it Yeah, and be happy with the results. That's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. So, that was not an avalanche. It's because of all the ice we used. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the ice maker in the the freezer here at the Gaz- Garrison Gaddison. Forecasts as El Nino. El Nino means the Nino. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just the ice maker from replenishing the ice from. All the ice stand uses when he comes over. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, good point. Uh, it's yeah, it. I have to be very conscious of that to say like, hey, the number. Obviously, I have a goal of a million dollars in four years, mm-hmm. right? Cool. That's a great goal to have, and I'm very confident that I'll get there. But I can't be so stuck on that every single day because then I'll drive myself crazy. Um, just like right now, like I, I'm just now trying to like take that next step of growth. Everybody I talk to about SFE, they ask how SFE is going. It's like, oh, you need to get this place. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it's like, cool. Like, if I could, I would. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's, you've, you've got to learn to step back and like, say, like, okay, I've got various options to grow, like various avenues to, that I could grow the business through. It's like, which avenue is is the best? And that takes time to think through. Um, I'm, I'm in this thing for the long haul. This is not a hobby to me anymore. This is my, my business. This is my way of life. This is how I pay my bills. I've got to be smart with these decisions or as smart as I can be. Um, Emily and I were talking about that stuff the other day. Um, you know, talking about, you know, what our long-term goals are with careers and things like that. And I told her, I was like, SFE is what I'm doing as my career. Like, it's what I will retire from or sell or what like it is my retirement it is my career like this is this is it this is is what i'm doing Um, now will it always be facility maintenance i don't know man like you know and we'll kind of get into a little bit of a segue on this um later on in this episode but there's various ways that, that that this thing can go um but uh, yeah, just um, all, all I'm trying to say is I'm I'm uh, trying to be very calculated in the moves I make and not just making moves for the sake of making moves. And sometimes that can seem like, like laziness or slowness or whatever it may 
may be, however people want to describe it, but I see it, I, I interpret it in my head as I'm I'm taking my time to make sure I'm making the the best decisions for myself and SFE and my family. So, yeah. Have you ever, with with your endeavors, what has kind of, obviously, um, I, I know with your endeavors, you, you've done it like as like sole proprietorships, you know, doing your own thing with software development, with mm-hmm. Ticket Taker and other little things. Mm-hmm. Do you think of anything like that? Like when, when you're going through creating a new software, take Ticket Taker, for example. We talked about it a little bit earlier today, but did you have like a long-term goal with Ticket Taker or that like drove you every day or was it like, man, like I'm just going to create this and like give it to this person, that person. And we'll just kind of see where it goes. It was always a side project. Yeah. It was helping one friend out and then like, Oh, this could, this could be used somewhere else. And then just growing from there. But it was never in the picture of like being the main thing. So that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't much of a risk taker. At least then, I felt pretty much on my own. So it was, yeah. it was too scary. There's, mm-hmm. there's too much to lose. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So um, this was really the main point of this episode that I wanted to get into. Um, when you're running a business, starting a business, it's okay to be afraid of a certain decision or a certain leap that you may or may not take with the business. It's okay to be afraid. Don't be fearful of that decision. And I was looking at the definitions of fearful and afraid earlier this week. Um, I really didn't think they had too much of a difference, but they actually do. So afraid is just being like apprehend. And, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't, I don't have the, the definition right in front of me. But afraid is essentially being like apprehensive um, or cautious of an event or something like that fearful is being in like a constant state of fear Hmm. fearful right so it's like it's that's per like it's perfectly normal to be afraid of things to be apprehensive of them to be cautious about them that's fine that's that's natural it's a completely different thing to be like fearful Mm -hmm. of something where you're just like when when someone says fearful where you're in a constant state of fear, mm-hmm. that's not good. Um, that's probably not where you want to be, you know, yeah. lead, leading the business. So uh, so the kind of the quote or the title of this episode is like, be afraid, don't be fearful. Oh, what's one thing you're afraid of? In, in the realm of SFE. Yeah. Not uh, like spiders. Or <laughs> <laughs> not afraid of spiders, just like, kind of like... Out of all the other ways you could have made those things look, you made them look that way. Like, <laughs> Why are they got to come in the house? You got all that room up there. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, great question. So with SFE, man, really the only thing, like practically speaking, that I ever really get afraid of, like apprehensive about mm-hmm. it's just making sure I've got enough money in the bank to get all the bills paid and pay myself to take care of. And I hate to be like simplistic or surface level or just money, but I've got eight employees that 
work for me. Like, I've got to make sure there's money in the bank to pay them. So you're afraid of letting your employees down. Yeah, like, they've got families, too. Like, and that's just what, that's just the whole side of a business that people just do not comprehend. There was someone, who was it? Man. I don't know if it was on Joe Rogan's podcast. (sighs) Maybe another podcast. It may not even have been a podcast. Yes, it was Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, Mike Baker, I believe, he's like a ex uh, CIA person that now owns. Now he like runs like a uh, some type of like security firm or something. And he was talking. He's like, "Man, one of the things I'm most scared of or most afraid of is letting my employees down." He goes, "I've got." I don't know how many employees he's got, 100, 120, 200 employees. He goes, even with the size of the business that we are now, he goes, I still get apprehensive about making sure we've got enough money in the account to cover payroll every two weeks. <laughs> and I'm like, when I, I, I just was not listening to the episode to ex- expecting to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, it made me feel so much better. Yeah. Not that things are str- things are definitely not struggling with SFE, but it's just – like we talked about before, cash flow and mm-hmm. making sure you have money here and is this bill being paid here and yada, yada, yada. Um, it, it was kind of refreshing to hear like, okay, cool. Like it's not just a me thing. Like large businesses go through this too, just on a much larger scale. Um, so yeah, really that that would be kind of like the present tense thing. Mm-hmm. That I probably get afraid of. Future tense is I just get kind of apprehensive about, you know, like I'm talking about, am I making the right decisions for the right growth for SFE to set itself, myself, my employees, and whoever up for success? Because mm-hmm. um, those decisions cost money, they cost time, they cost resources. Um, but yeah, that's really it. Nothing too much. Um, but I mean, the big ones just take care of my employees. I mean, that's that gets real every two weeks. Ninety <laughs> percent of the time, it's it's a non-issue. But I still look. <laughs> you know, to make I run payroll. I'm like, okay, cool. Payrolls, you know, cost this much. This time, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'll still glance over at the bank account. Like, okay, yeah, we're good. Like, easy, easy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Because if it's not good, I'm, I'm the first line of defense with that, you know, where I will or won't pay myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, be afraid. Don't be fearful. Because I feel like when, it, when I hear the word fearful now, I feel like someone's like frozen up where they don't move. You know, something is happening mm-hmm. or a decision needs to be made. And it's like in that moment, like no decision is the worst decision mm-hmm. you can make. Just a yes or, you know, make one. Um, but yeah, just don't be fearful of, of doing something or don't be fearful of waiting. You just kind of like I'm talking about right now, just think about what, where SFE is going to be in the next six months, year, two years. Like, I'm not afraid of thinking through that long and hard. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So, but yeah, um, and uh, kind of the, the latest development, um, 
and I was talking about earlier with the different avenues that SFE can grow through. Um, kind of a funny story with that. Uh, not funny story. That's really not funny. Not funny but just not. a story. Um, so when SFE Services was started, we're trying to figure out a um, business name. And obviously at that time we were just cleaning floors at Chick-fil-A at night. So we're like, you know, what what's it going to be? SFE cleaning, SFE janitorial, SFE floor cleaning, you know, whatever. And we chose SFE services because we felt like that gave us the most room for growth. Uh, you can do a lot of things under the word services, <laughs> right? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> Think that about covers it. Yep, got it. Uh, what do you do? I provide services. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to uh, Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, that small decision, like in the time, it's like a really small decision. I'm trying to think of a name for the business. Mm-hmm. That small decision that was made five years ago is now paying like dividend or starting to pay dividends now because not only do we do floor cleaning, we do playground cleaning, we do facility maintenance. Well, one area that we may potentially be getting into is kind of goes along with the facility maintenance. So with the facility maintenance, we pretty much just do preventive maintenance, cleaning filters, replacing filters, changing gaskets, making sure we're keeping things up and running, like a Jiffy Lube. Mm-hmm. You go there and you get your oil changed. You don't go there to get the water pump replaced. Right. You just go there to get your oil changed in 10 minutes and, and drive on. This is Jiffy Lube comes to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, exactly right. But there's only so much money and revenue that can be made with a certain amount of business size changing oil, right? You can obviously make money in it, but to make more money, like you have to grow like physically, like more locations. The only thing you can do is more, more accounts. Correct. But if you are a full service shop, um, take like a dealership um, service department, for instance, they're doing oil changes, they're doing engine replacements, they're doing water pumps, they're doing tires, they're doing paint and body, you know, everything. So they can grow much more easy because of the services they offer. They offer much more services, they have much more avenues for revenue and for business to come in. So that's been kind of the goal in order to reach a million dollars in four years, I could do it just doing what we're doing now. But what that really comes down to is I would need about 90 facility or preventive maintenance accounts a month Mm. to do a million dollars in a year. Mm. I'm at six, Mm. which that doesn't scare me because like I'm six accounts closer than now. I only need 84. Mm-hmm. And then I get six more, you know, and this, that, and the other. I hire some. I could hire someone to help that. But to me, like that goal is still going to happen. But it's like that that hill is a little steeper. Yeah. Well, what if I create 
another avenue for revenue. Now, instead of having two hills that are very steep, now I've got three hills. And so the rate, the uh, the grade of those hills, the incline of those hills now comes down a little more. So, so they're not as steep. So um, we're still getting to the overall mass, but we're just doing it through more avenues. And what I mean by that is so right now, anytime we go into a location and do a PM visit, we obviously check to see if the piece of equipment is in need of any repairs. And if it is, there's some repairs that we can do from SFE on our own, very minor repairs. However, if it gets past that that line of defense of minor repairs, we then have to contract those repairs out to a service company here in Indy. And um, I don't I don't take a, a cut or an upcharge on any of those repairs. Um, people have told me I need to. I understand, but I I I feel like I charge the appropriate amount for my PM contracts every month to cover the amount of time and energy it takes for me to manage a contracted work order. So, which is fine. Um, but at the end of the day, there's still that much revenue in those repairs that went to this third party company mm-hmm. that SFE had the front front row seats to yeah. get you had that the first picking had the first picks and I deferred mm-hmm. because I don't have the expertise or the knowledge in SFE to do some of those repairs. Yeah. So how do you fix that? Well, one, I could hire someone, an HVAC refrigeration technician to do those things. Only problem with that is I'm not an HVAC refrigeration technician. Um, and it's just, you know, kind of weird. I, I I'm of the mindset of, hey, if I'm going to ask an employee to do something, I better be willing and able to do that same thing myself. Hmm. That's just how I'm wired. I understand. Well, you, if you're a CEO of a billion dollar business, you can't, you know, be doing everything. Mm-hmm. Get it? But I'm not there. Like I'm still very, you know, hmm. there's a different way you need to run a small business and grow as opposed to a billion dollar company and grow. So hiring one is an option. Don't really like that option. Um, Second option would be um, having like a preferred contractor and setting up an agreement where I could make money off of those tickets. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea, but still the majority of the revenue is still going to that company and not coming. You know, you're just getting like a maybe 10% of a, yeah. you know, $1,000 or $2,000 repair as opposed to all of it or 90%. So um, I won't get into all the details, but um, I've had a conversation with um, a, a an HVAC refrigeration technician that here in Indy that um, is actually has been contemplating going out on, on his own to do his own thing, mm-hmm. and I brought up the idea of him partnering with SFE and going out on his own, but doing his work underneath the SFE umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I gave my, my business lawyer a call and went over it with him and got his opinion on what would be the, the best way to go about that. And what he suggested was is starting a completely separate LLC that um, myself and this technician are partners in on. 
Um, now the percentages that we'd be partners in on, we could, you know, that's up for negotiation, um, when, it, when, and if it gets to that point, but it makes the most sense for me because I can, I keep SFE services in, in yeah. its, its capacity now is still me. I'm not bringing someone else into that no, you don't. from, from the, from the outside. Right. Cause they're not really a part of it. Correct. Um, and that was kind of like my thought, like, how do you, how would I do that? How would I give someone a piece of, of SFE without them really being a part of it? Like this person's not going to want to come in and manage, help me manage okay. floor clean. Like they're like, no dude, like I'm an HVAC right. technician that's wanting to do my own thing, not manage floors. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this, um, uh, thing develops, um, that may be the route we go. So it may be something like there's an SFE services and now there's an SFE maybe mechanical mm-hmm. or H- SFE refrigeration or SFE H- what SFE heating and cooling, whatever it may be. Uh, and then I'm sure we could probably like structure it to where like SFE is still like the, the bigger brand or company. And then maybe you've got, you know, other ones that kind of come off of it. SFE I, Global. <laughs> wide, worldwide, wide, wide, wide. So, yeah, no, and and I, I once again, I, I know in reality, like this is like a very like small thing in the grand scheme of all the businesses that are out there. But this is also a very huge step. Like the amount of expertise and training and knowledge that I could bring into SFE with this is huge because now they like you get one technician and I've spoken to this guy and he seems very knowledgeable, very friendly, very down to earth, um, you know, very honest, you know, very, seems like a very good person. Um, but this would open up a channel to hire and train more technicians, mm-hmm. And so you go from one to two, you know, three or four. Um, so, like, it's it, it seems like a small thing to a lot of people, I think. But I'm I'm in it for the I'm, I'm playing the long game here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried about making money off of it in the now. You know, for instance, let's say like this gentleman wants to come in, but he's like, I've got to make I don't know whatever, whatever number a year to pay my bills. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, that might be all the revenue we'll do on this in the first year. Mm -hmm. So I might say, hey, cool, you make whatever you want to make, but then like the ownership percentage can still be 80, 20 or whatever. And we could agree to grow that, you know, change that percentage as the years go. Um, And then as you hire another technician, another technician, now the, the the game starts to change a little bit um, with that. So mm-hmm. um, that is a potential um, development. Um, I've also joked around with a, a friend of mine who is is uh, has a heart for or a knack for landscape design and development. That's another thing that could fall right underneath the SFE services hmm. um, umbrella. Um, you know, there's a lot of commercial accounts and new constructions and things like that, that I'm not a landscaper. I've done it before, but I'm not a landscaper, but 
if someone's looking for the infrastructure and the system of starting up a business, like I, that's what I bring to the table mm-hmm. is I've got the legal side of it squared away. I got the accounting side of it squared away. I got the invoicing side of it squared away. Like I, 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 I provide the structure for people who have, you know, the expertise. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so th- th- those decisions um, are big. Um, but to go back to kind of the title of this, you know, might be a little hesitant, might be a little apprehensive about them. I'm not scared of them. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter which way they turn out, it'll all it'll all shake out the way it's supposed to. Always has. So, mm-hmm. Dan, mm-hmm. I believe that's about all I got for this episode. You got anything? You look about to fall asleep. I'm about to fall asleep. Stay here. I thought about it. I thought about bringing my pillow. We got pillows, dude. Done I gotta have my pillow. Mm. It's oh. not a my pillow. I just gotta have my <laughs> pillow. <laughs> well, we'll see if we can find your pillow <laughs> or make one like it. <laughs> well, cool. No, it's good stuff. Good stuff, Dan. Like thank you for the Texas Mules. Sorry, they're just an eight point seven, <laughs> uh, but you 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 guessed that might it be the so highest. good. I think I did nine too for something. But you really like the chocolatini. Yes, that was good. That was like drink number two. I have a sweet tooth. Hmm. All right. Um, one drink I'm surprised you have not done yet. That's Big Lebowski. Oh yeah. What? The White Russian. The White Russian. Ah. Do like your own version of a white Russian. I'll do that. Then you'd be getting into 10 territory. (laughs) I think it was with a white Russian. Like after one, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, not me. I'm like, keep going. (laughs) No. Keep going. I'd throw up. And was like, why do your farts stink (laughs) so bad? I think it's (laughs) bad. Like, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I'll have to make my own white Russian. But, all right. We're just rambling. We'll get out of here. Dan, thank you so much for the drinks. Thank you so much for the opening content. That was awesome. Ooh, we got to see to the Grizzlies win. What do you think, oh, Dan? Yeah. yeah, they held on. Nope. Oh! Wow. Final score. <laughs> Utah Jazz 124, Memphis Grizzlies 123. <gasps> One point, Devastating. Homie. Wow. Devastating. Wow. Was that in overtime? That's a lot of points. That might have been overtime. Or they just stopped playing defense. Nope. That was just four quarters. They just stopped playing defense. <laughs> Dang. Uh, oh, John Morant did not play. Oh. He he uh, was sick. I you know who else didn't play was Larry Bird. Where did he go? <laughs> Notre Dame? It's <laughs> a Notre Dame. Uh, so... All right. All right. We're out of here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Wide Open Podcast. All right. See you. See you guys.